who hooked up. And apparently looking through the live feeds this morning. No. Somebody was in bed with Taylor. Welcome to Reality Revelations with Mark and Jasmine. I'm Mark Drum. And I'm Jasmine Lachey. Where we discuss our revelations of reality TV. This last episode, Sunday night. How do you feel, Mark? I'm not happy because, ugh, the majority is in power, but let's actually go through the episode and discuss why before I just show you my disgust. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Amira was sent home, and moments after she was evicted, we see the- Everybody's scrounging for invites. Yes, everybody is scrounging for answers, invites, but there was a little segment that they showed of some of the ladies and Michael in the bathroom, and Michael admitting that he had voted to evict Amira. Was that smart for Michael to admit that he had evicted her to the ladies? Yeah. Yeah, that would be my strategy. There's no point in lying because it'll come out later. So you might as well keep it honest. That way you don't have to keep track of any lies. Or you just tell half truth. Yeah, but then you have to remember what half was the was the real part. And that's not hard. You just have to do yes So how and. do you, but yeah, but here's the thing. How do you give a half truth to a question that is yes or no? That's a great question. Can you answer that for me? No, because I asked you first. See, that's what I'm saying. You answered the question. You just answered the question for me. I never gave you my response. So there's that. So in this group, I feel <laughs> like Michael kind of didn't stand a chance. He had to admit it. And based on how everybody, why not? Because Daniel didn't vote for Amira. Daniel did vote for Amira. I mean, sorry, Daniel didn't vote to evict Terrence. Yeah, but Nicole knew that he was gonna vote for Amira. But it was because he said it was a pity vote. So that way it wasn't 12 to a zero for Terrence. Even though Terrence said he wasn't campaigning against Amira. So the thing is, is that Daniel's vote doesn't matter. It wasn't the thing that tipped the scales over. It was just hilariously salt in the wound. Meanwhile, there were a lot of tears and emotions. What were your thoughts on the emotional reactions from Alyssa, Nicole, and Indy? Drama for no reason. Don't care. And it's time to start playing the game. Those are my thoughts. So Alyssa crying because things are coming out. She's starting to put two and two together and she's starting to figure out how did this happen? And Nicole talking about how I didn't get to say goodbye to my best friend. That's I'm not mad at you. I just didn't get to say goodbye. And then Indy feeling as she should a little uneasy because I like her. She's funny and she's On the wrong side of the majority. Okay, well, yes, on the wrong side of the majority. But aside from that, I think she brings the same thing Kyle brings as a floater. Um, Nice fill-in content. I feel like at least with Indy, I feel like she rightfully feels confused and is concerned. The other two don't care. (laughs) Don't care. We get back into the competition of finding a red invitation and rounding out the eight are Monty, Daniel, Joseph, Nicole, and Alyssa. Were you surprised by any of them finding the envelope and making it to secure their spot? No. 
this particular thing was just kind of like the luck of the draw. So I felt like everybody had this tag and maybe this was in the rules and I just wasn't paying attention, but I felt like everybody was ripping apart one envelope at a time. And for me, I'm just trying to figure out like why people weren't doing a mass rip where you have like maybe three envelopes at the same time and you rip from the side. Am I surprised at who rounded it out? No. I was going to say, I felt great about the fact that there wasn't like, it wasn't full of the leftovers. Exactly. I'm, I was so I'm, happy I'm glad about that. that the, I'm glad that the leftovers at least have to fight for the HOH as opposed to it being a given because I don't know. Meanwhile, the POV winner, Michael got eliminated. Our girl Taylor got eliminated. Yeah. Kyle got eliminated and... Yep, Indy. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Speaking of Indy, she found the invitation, but she got outran by her festy bestie, Alyssa. Yeah. Would you have outran your festy bestie to be in the HOH competition? If I had been Alyssa, yeah because Alyssa is a big part of the reason why Amira went home. And now she realizes that she actually has to prove something. She has to actually play. She can't coast on her alliances. And I feel the same thing about India. I feel like it's, she needs to fight hard for, well, I felt like it until she lost the HOH, you know, for the, 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 in, the invitation, until she lost the invitation. But I feel like there are people who need to try harder and I'm waiting to see it because I'm tired of the quiet background characters where you get to the end of the episode and you're like dang I feel like somebody's missing <laughs> who didn't I see and then you know only upon having conversations with your friends are you like oh my god I didn't see Indy the whole episode what happened and it just being a matter of editing like girl what were you doing sleeping what was you doing nothing where you been at you know well she so, was on slop and in the have not room well, yeah, that's also why she was blindsided. But that's one of the reasons why if I were her, I would have been trying extra hard to become HOH because you see what happens when you're in the have nots room, you miss out on everything. And that's the other thing. Alyssa was talking about how she felt some kind of way or whatever, but Alyssa was with her in the have nots room. So that's what happens when you are a have not. Yep. So how would you have done in that competition? Would you have done well? Or as you said, is it the luck of the draw? I feel like it's the luck of the draw, but also I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to say that I'm visually in a, with a disability, I should say, because I watched Taylor with her glasses. Yo, for this, there is some realized... sponsorship with a glasses company because a lot of them were wearing the same rounded really? spectacles. Did you not okay, see that? I, I saw I that. So. I was like, yo, I this so. must I have like, been a sponsorship where right. they... where everybody was like, <laughs> listen, what's your script? What is your prescription? Okay, or we have sure non-prescriptions and then they just wear it because I wear non-prescription. Yeah, but why would you choose to wear glasses during a competition unless you needed to see glasses are going to put you at a deficit um also if they you, work if, as goggles yeah but you should just uh, goggles are more efficient for what you want them for so yeah glasses are dumb i hate them <laughs> goggles make sense they cover your whole eye there's protective there's glass there but but anyway so i feel like i probably would have done as well as anyone else like i said i do think it is the luck of the draw because there's a bunch of random empty envelopes all right well we get into the second part of the hoh competition still sponsored by the invitation coming to theaters this month month <laughs> you know doing the little plug uh we are not sponsored by them but you know not at all but yeah if you'd like to sponsor us please contact us at reality revelations podcast at gmail.com period and <laughs> so the second part of the hoh competition was kind of like a bar game and so yes. you had to 
get these containers of blood chalices, slide them across to get a specific point value. However, if it falls off, you get zero points from that table, as well as you only have 30 seconds after you hear the lady scream. And then once you've locked in your scores, you then have to hit the button. What did you think about this competition? Yes, and that's what stops your time. I, there's a, I can't remember the name of the Olympic sport, but it reminds me of curling. where you're, curling, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it reminds me of curling. Like I felt like everybody was gearing up when she screamed and people were like using their arm, a stick, and they were like, Ooh. I thought it would, I feel like that would be a really fun game to play at a party. Curling? Curling's fun. I've done it. No, no, no. I mean, this this oh, chalice this, game. Oh, well, yes, okay, okay. curling in general, I do think is fun. But I think this chalice game would be fun to do at a party. It looks about, I, I think it looks about as easy as it would be. I think the tactic here would be to push it light the first time around as straight as possible, figure out where it goes. And then based on the first, that determines how much gusto you put into the second and the third. I was not surprised at, I guess, the level of difficulty slash non-difficulty. It seems like a lot of people maybe over and under thought it. But otherwise, I, I think this was great. I felt like everybody had a fair chance. It didn't feel like anyone was really at a deficit except Jasmine because there was standing involved and slight movement, but... Who cares? Well, speaking of Jasmine, was the best for last in the part two competition of the HOH? No. <laughs> Not at all. Well, we did see Nicole leading for a little bit with nine points. And we then did. Monty comes in and scores 11. Yes. And then we've come to find out after Jasmine being the last person to play could only score not 11 points. And not so 11. Yeah. Monty was crowned HOH. Were you surprised by this? No. Like I said, this seems like a game that would be fun to play at a party. I feel like there's some version of this game that everyone has played as a kid. Something along the lines of having a cup of water and sliding it down a bar, a tabletop or something. I think it's possible and plausible that he's played some version of this game in his life prior to this. So am I surprised that he won? No. Am I surprised that it was between him and Nicole? Nope. Am I surprised that Daniel walked into it thinking he still had to give Nicole a run for her money because reasons, reasons? Am I surprised? No. But am I happy that not only did he not succeed, but that he also embarrassed himself embarrassed himself i said it when he ended up pushing one of the chalices off of the table so once again karma coming through <laughs> well he wasn't the only one that had a chalice he wasn't he wasn't the only one but at the end of the day whenever you walk into something cocky and overconfident you deserve you deserve your just desserts whatever that may be positive or negative <laughs> Speaking of Just Desserts, did you see Nicole bypassing Taylor as she wanted to I give sure her did. a high five? Salty. <laughs> salty, salty, salty. I, when I tell you, she can't even fake it. And honestly, I'm so glad that she admitted that she was a cop last episode because everything about her makes so much sense now. The way that she carries herself, the way she attempts to be domineering, it all makes sense now. And it makes me feel just a little bit better knowing- That you liked her? That she had a moment, no, that she had a moment where she thought she was gonna win this HOH competition and then Monty came and swiped it underneath. And the part that really, 
really, it's funny that you brought that part up because the thing that I also noticed was that she completely bypassed Taylor when Taylor went to congratulate her. Monty stole it from her and she hugged him. The hate for Taylor is so heavy, but she's still angry at the fact that everybody did all this whatever to get Amira out. You just hugged one of your enemies. That to me, once again, just desserts and when the first reject of this house said when you're at home on your couch watching this I hope you see the part you played in your own downfall whatever that is because at this point we're very very close into being the final whatevers and going into people who are going to be a part of the jury I don't want Nicole there why not Nicole is not able to think clearly in times of high stress and there's this delusion of grandeur that she has and you can tell because of the previous episode where she's bursting into tears about having to throw a comp with her partner while at the same time feeling upset that this person thought maybe something was wrong and giving her permission as your partner don't consider my feelings. If you have to go, then do that. Yeah, no, Nicole doesn't really, she's not giving emotionally aware. She's not giving good person. She's definitely giving cop though. 10 years on the force, I see that. And speaking of cop and Nicole, she went on an investigative run to find out who she can trust. Would you have done the same thing? No, not at all. Because all that does is A, draw attention to yourself because People see what you're capable of. They know exactly what, when you put your mind to it, when you're determined that someone is a target, they see what it is that you're capable of. So why you would then think, oh, I'm gonna boss up. That's why it's even better that she didn't win the HOH competition because then it's a matter of whoever did this is gonna suffer because now I have power, which is exactly why. I wanted to see that. She and Daniel are trash. Yes, but they can still be in power and have the majority scrambling, which I I would have enjoyed. I mean, here's the thing. If Nicole had won, then that would have meant that Taylor was safe because that's her, exactly. her, her festy bestie. So I wouldn't have been super upset, but... I still feel like because of her disdain for Taylor, because of the way that she really, she can't get past the fact that she didn't get rid of her already. Yeah, I can't. I can't. After that last episode, the way she treated her, nah. No thanks. Well, speaking of treating Taylor, Nicole just didn't say goodbye to Amira. Why didn't she say goodbye to Amira then? Because made Amira feel, everybody made those who were not a part of the leftovers, made them feel like Amira was safe. So just like she thought that Amira wasn't going home and she told Terrence her deep dark secret of being part of the squad, I think it's important for, I guess, everyone to keep in mind that she could have. Because everybody talks about how I felt like something was different. I, fe I ever something felt it. Well, if it really felt that way, then you should have been like, listen, just in case this goes sour or south, I love you. And I hope you're my partner on the amazing race. Like <laughs> if that's the conversation you wanted to have with her girl. Okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that didn't happen because you were so cocky and so confident. No, 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 there's no way. Alyssa and Indy being out of the loop because they were in the have nots room makes sense. But you were in the house with everybody else. What's your excuse? 10 years on the Force and you learned nothing because I'm just trying to figure out you felt like that was some big thing this is a personality trait <laughs> I don't know that it's helped you at all in this game other than for it to show who you are as a person all right well let's keep moving on so we now see a segment of Alyssa sad and alone is Alyssa alone 
And can she trust yep. Kyle? Nope. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I don't feel bad for her. I don't feel bad for her at all. I don't feel bad for her. And I don't care. Alyssa has been floating through this entire game. And all she's been doing is giving information. Why would you think that you could trust anybody, let alone somebody who you have technically just been protecting because you knew that your alliance was against his from Jump Street. So I'm just trying to figure out why you thought that by telling him that one of his teammates, one of his clique members was going to potentially be a target. I'm trying to figure out why are you surprised? No, I'm, I don't feel bad for you. Cry me a river, girl. Yes, you're alone. The only person you can trust right now is your festy bestie. And at this point, who's to say? But you like her festy bestie, so wouldn't you be happy? I mean, Indy, Indy, I, I, <laughs> I have feelings about her at this point too, but <laughs> I just, yeah, I just. Well, when she gets more airtime, we can talk about it. Right. That's just kind of how I feel. I'm like, I have feelings about it, but it's not grounded on enough for me to say one way or the other because where is she at? You know, like the the editing is really good. She's a piece of furniture right now. She's floating. Right. So that's why I'm like, I, I have feelings, but it doesn't matter. because. Eh. Well, what does matter is apparently Monty and Joseph felt like they knew something was going to happen with this festy yes. bestie twist. So they yes. approached Terrence and told him he could join them yep. if he had the opportunity to infiltrate a festy bestie. Were you surprised by that? Nope. Because that's exactly what I would have done. If I had thought that that was a potential, I would have been planning with my my festy bestie as well. Because the thing is, is that based on Amira going home, based on how Terrence reacted to essentially everyone being like, oh man, Amira and Terrence. And Terrence being like, you know, I'm not even going to fight you or campaign against you. To have everybody just, yeah, this is fine. This is cool. As long as Monty and Joseph, I guess, stay integral as they are, they stick to enough of how they're playing the game consistently, then I think this was a good tactic because it means that if they're ever put up on the block, it means that the likelihood is that Terrence will probably go. The likelihood, at least in the next week or so. I think the thing is, is that they're trying to keep Terrence to make him part of the jury, which is a good plan because once again, Terrence is level-headed. Terrence is the kind of person who he didn't really have a lot of alliances and his coasting and his floating has been very strategic and it has benefited him in a way where after the first week where nobody went home, it really set the pace for the rest of the season because we would be seeing some different things had there not been that first week self-eviction. This was a good plan because if nothing else, it means that they can only get rid of one strong player if they decide to not go with Terrence like they did with Amira. So I think it's a good plan one way or the other because it means that there's a potential that two strong players of the leftovers can be saved or one strong player of the leftovers could be saved depending on if there's any kind of backdooring in a later a later week or so. Well, again, I'm going to mention this. Terrence was too smug when yes. he's on the block because he knows, oh, I'm safe. Have a poker face because- You mean he was with Amira? Yeah. He was way too smug knowing he was safe and he wasn't surprised by the vote. He was just there chilling and 
it just bothers me because I need to see you playing the game. I feel like she had, I feel like there was just stoicism. I don't think, I didn't see it, okay? But I also feel like she was the same way. I felt like she was stoic too. But I think it's because... Because, no. She had to make a choice. She had to make a choice in a very quick moment. Am I going to go off? Or <laughs> am I flipping tables? Or am I just grabbing my stuff? But Terrence was on the block with Taylor on week one. And he had that same look That's of what I'm smugness. I, I don't, uh, I don't know if it's. Watch the tapes. Watch the All tapes. Right. I'm just saying. Well, maybe I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Your favorite person from Mississippi and Georgia. Ugh. How pissed do you think Jasmine was knowing that Taylor knew about the blind side, but not her? The fact that it was of me- like the fact that she went into the diary room and then talked about how frustrated, how frustrated she was about it. I'm just like, this is why you need to go too. There's this level <laughs> of you don't get it by now. You don't see what you did. You don't see what part you've played. I don't think that Jasmine even understands what's happening in the game right now. And that's the thing that I think is going to be her, her, her downfall. If she doesn't get it together, it's that her head's not in. Like she said, she said the game is being played even if I'm not playing it. And that's exactly what's happening. The game is being played and you're not even a part of it. I think that there's this contentment that everybody kind of had going into it, thinking that Taylor was going to be the target no matter what. And I think putting Amira and Terrence up on the block really shook them up. But having the confirmation of Amira going home, I think that's what really solidified it. We also find out Alyssa is missing her person. Mm -hmm. Who is this person? So allegedly, there is someone who is claiming to be Alyssa's former person because as of the airing of this episode, they have come out to say they are no longer Alyssa's person. So Alyssa's missing nobody right now (laughs) because she's got nobody. Well, also, apparently... Alyssa, via the Twitter people, the Big Brother fans who like to do some detective work, apparently she stole that man from one of her girls. Well, and here's the thing. It was a borrowing. It wasn't even a thefting. Like, she didn't even steal him. She was just borrowing him because they were still together when she went on the show. (laughs) And he he was still with his person, allegedly. And so now, allegedly, everybody's single. <laughs> well, speaking and of being feel- single, will there be a showmance or is it a situationship or is it a fomance between Alyssa and Kyle? Honestly, it's a fomance right now. I, and I think that if there is anything that happens, it'll be a situationship because I highly doubt that they are going to continue outside of this show. Well, he does live in Utah and she lives in Florida. So the long distance could make the heart grow fonder or not. Or it could put, you know, a wall between things. Who's (laughs) to say? I guess we'll find out when this season of Big Brother concludes. (laughs) Yes, we shall. (laughs) Well, now it's time to see Monty's HOH room. What did you think of his reveal? I wondered why everyone felt so comfortable being in the HOH room. And now I realize it's because every time there's a new HOH, somebody gets something from home, which is, you know, that's nice. That's cute. They also get snacks because they have their do own. They not- yeah, they have their own fridge in the HOH room too. Yeah, but do they not get snacks in the house? They get snacks in the house, but then if they're a have not, they don't oh, get that. Yeah. Okay. And also they specifically request specific snacks just for their HOH that they don't get in the regular pantry. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I realized that it's that 
that's one of the things that makes the the HOH room reveal or whatever makes it grand and spectacular it's a you know special moment or whatever I'm not sure why everybody acts so surprised or so enthused or so you know what I'm saying like I don't get the excitement um necessarily I think it's falsified joy but I thought it was cute the letter his mom wrote I thought the pictures were cute that's about it I <laughs> I'm glad it's nice to know that Monty has a nice connection with his family and his parents especially his mom I do like the fact that they were able to show him be emotional did you enjoy that emotional side no just human it's nice to see just being human because the thing is is that everybody has somebody that they care about it's just that all these people are trash except for taylor and so (laughs) what i have realized is that it's really nice knowing what all these other people have going on outside of the house now i feel like monty at least is one of those people where even if he has an opinion he's not so hell-bent on being right or being, I don't know, but he's not so hell bent on not changing his mind that he refuses to to see that a change needs to happen in the plan. Otherwise, things aren't gonna work because he was trash to Taylor throughout the whole season. And now they're at a point where they're in an alliance together. And I think this was the perfect time for him to win HOH because I definitely would not have cared two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I'd have been like, that's great and everything, but your mama raised a punk and you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like this was really good timing. I'm glad he won HOH in a time when things are up for him in the house, but we know everybody else's sob stories, I guess, at this point. So yeah. Wait a minute. In a, in a previous episode, we I asked if we knew Daniel's backstory yet and you said no, but Daniel was the first one to win HOH and we still don't know anything about him. Correct. <laughs> that is so indicative of who he is as a person. Listen, he's, listen, how fake of a person do you have to be not to even have anything as a backstory? You know what I'm saying? Like your job is pretending to be somebody else. You're working to, you're playing a game to win money by pretending to be, or or not by pretending. But I just, wow. Okay. Well, moving on. everyone was still in the HOH room for a long time. I had to kick people out. I'd be like, listen, can everybody go? I don't know. Right? I don't know. I told you if I was (laughs) HOH, it's my room. Get out! Yeah. Except you, you, that you, first you, you, I need you to stay. Right, exactly. Like, all the people I know. Or that, that... I just be like, hey, I'm gonna step out. Everyone needs to step out, too. And then have yes. escorted them, slam the yes. door, lock it, do a quick cheer, and then, just kidding, I'm coming out. Exactly. Something. But it's like, come on. And then the other thing is, is that once everybody finally left, that was not a part of the leftovers. Yes, once everybody left that wasn't a part of the leftovers, it seems so suspect that they were the ones who didn't leave that I would have been like, okay, now we have to make everybody still think that Taylor's on the outs. They're too bold. They're too out loud. They're too whatever. And so they're still at this point, they're still trying to figure out what the game plan is. The fact that they don't think anybody else, I'd be sitting outside of that room. Are you kidding? I'd be on a couch somewhere just waiting for- There is a couch outside there. But that's what I'm saying. I'd be sitting on the couch outside, just kicking it, waiting, doing a small miniature dance party, talking to myself, whatever, trying to figure out who else, Who's the next person to come out of that room? And what I would like, what would have been smart is if Monty had been like, okay, listen, Taylor's gonna go out first and then 
Turner's gonna go out next. And then I would have just started releasing people like that because at that point, at least. And then the next day I would have had a meeting with all the people who weren't in that room. And then I just would have been like, listen, since you were one of the people who left, I just wanted to tell you what like me and these people talked about. I was basically just telling them that looking forward to talking game with everybody, that I appreciate everybody celebrating HOH with me, blah, 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 or something. Like if everybody's gonna leave at the same time, make it seem like you're just chilling like everybody else was before everyone who wasn't a leftover left. Something because they're, they're playing too fast and loose right now. Ah, so they're getting cocky. They're getting cocky. And so depending on how this next eviction goes, I'm with you though, when you're like, I don't want a one team, one group, one alliance or clique to have too much power too, too long. I agree because that was painstaking to watch. And it was painful to even get into this game the first few weeks because that's <laughs> all it was. Now, I don't think, I do want them, I do want the leftovers to be able to cancel handle one more eviction in charge and then i want i want chaos again no you know but i i need them to not be in power next week but we're getting ahead of ourselves if you were in that minority why didn't they show us an edit cutting to them being like who's still up there what's going right. on but clearly they were all tired and just went to bed yep which and obviously i think you've already answered this you would have suspected something happening after you left absolutely and and i think that's that's the thing Everybody, I think, suspected something. And I think that it just got to a point where there were people who couldn't hang anymore. There were people who were actually tired and they were like, okay, I guess I'll figure things out later. Or maybe it's just, this is just the hangout night. And that's why I said the next day, I just solidified that for everybody who left who wasn't in the have nots. Nope, still sus. If you would have done that, I would have sussed you out. Like, I don't trust the HOH. I'm going to keep them close and we'll see what happens. That's fair. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. there's been this talk with the nominations about there's been so many people that have been in the nomination chair when really out of the three people that have been evicted and the ones that are still remaining, four of the 13 house guests have seen the nomination chair. Yeah. Why not share this hot seat? <sighs> there does need to be some equity with the hot seat. There absolutely needs to be some equity with the hot seat. I think if we are talking about who should be put up next, I think Alyssa and Indy have not, they haven't seen it. I think Daniel and Nicole haven't seen it, but we can't get both of them together. Kyle hasn't seen it. Kyle. Brittany hasn't seen I think it. Brit Brittany Joseph. has seen it. Oh yeah, just Brittany kidding. Saw, yeah, Brittany and Michael. Just saw it kidding. Last, yeah. Mm. yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay, there've been people who've seen it, but they've all been- Yeah, the four apart. are Michael, Brittany, Taylor, and Taryn. Right, they're all people who are on the outs. It's absolutely time for some of these, especially the floaters. Uh, yeah, listen, Daniel and Kyle, <laughs> are those the ones who are together? Yeah, it's time. Listen, come on. <laughs> Come on with the comma. But I think the thing is, is that you would have to backdoor Daniel and Kyle. You can't just put them up together. And I think that's the thing. There has been a very clear imbalance when you see Michael and Brittany putting them up together. There's an imbalance there prior to them being put up together. Michael had already won two vetoes. So there's that imbalance there because if nothing else, Michael's the only person who's proven that he can do it. Mm -hmm. I just think that, yeah, it's definitely time for them to start shaking some things up because what are we doing? What, what, what are we doing? Monty has a conversation 
with Andy and Alyssa, as well as Taylor. And during his conversation with Taylor, it's brought up that Indy has been abrasive. When has she been abrasive other than Terrence that we've seen in the edits? That we've seen in the edits? Exactly. I don't have anything off the top of my head. Exactly. Other than the Terrence situation. Exactly. But like I said, I, we haven't seen a lot of her, period. So... <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen her a lot, period. I've seen her yes. through the live yes. feeds. Yes, 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 yes. And I can definitely say there have been a race of times. Yes. And I'm still surprised that you like her just because she's comedic relief, and but she's playing that floating listen, game. But... Listen, mm-hmm. as far as being a floater, she's one of... I like her better than I like Alyssa as far as being a floater. Okay. That's all I'm saying. The only person I truly like in this game is Taylor. We that's know it. this. Oh my gosh. I'm, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all I have. That's it. I can't root for anybody else because every single time I do, these people come up and make me look stupid. I'm done with you people. I'm done with you people. Okay. <laughs> Taylor over everybody. Clearly, this podcast has been a Taylor stan. So, I'm glad that you're listening in to literally know that we are Taylor stans. Exactly. However, you're just helping our views out. So, thank you. Please keep listening. We appreciate you. Yep. So, anywho, do you think Andy and Alyssa are really big targets? And do you think that when you were seeing Monty's thought process, did you think he was going to put up Andy and Alyssa or did you think he was going to put up Nicole and Taylor? So, the way I thought, okay, so based on how Monty had the conversations with Alyssa and Indy, and then how he had the separate conversation with Taylor, and then a separate conversation with Taylor and Nicole, I think that based on what he said to Alyssa and Indy, it's important that he let them know that they're not the real target. But I think it's fair that if he's going to choose anyone who has not gone up on the block, because that's what we talked about, and someone who actually is a threat to his game, which is Alyssa, because she can't keep her mouth shut, which once again, we have talked about, I think it's a smart decision to put them up on the block as pawns and make them fight for themselves, but then also letting them know that they're, I'm putting you up, but that it's not about you. So do what you need to do to stay in the game because this is your chance. You only get one shot. Monty tells Taylor in their conversation that yes. Alyssa's game is really high on social versus Nicole is yes. really good at competing and possibly winning HOH. Who is yep. the bigger target then? Alyssa or Nicole? Nicole. Why? Because the point is, is that she's able to save herself. Her being a physical competitor, putting her up in a position where she's able to actually compete to win a veto means that she stands a chance of actually winning it. Nicole being the real target, because once again, we've seen what she does when she doesn't get her way, when she doesn't like what's happening. We see how she's attempted to manipulate the game. We also see what her temperament is like. We know where she stands and Monty's not wrong. She's a big threat to everybody's game, except for Daniel, to be honest. Nicole is the biggest target. And I think honestly, the best bet would be to get Nicole out of the game. Because if nothing else, Alyssa can still be manipulated because her going back and forth between whomever she's in an alliance with and whomever she thinks she can trust is going to be beneficial to the end game the end result speaking of trust do you think taylor is starting to trust monty now i do i think she needs to be very very careful with whom she decides to trust 
Exactly. In general, but yes. Would you risk your safety for your alliance? In this specific situation, yes. Taylor agreeing to be backdoor, as opposed to Taylor agreeing to be put up on the block as a pawn. Those are two different things to agree to. In this specific situation where Taylor agrees to be backdoored with Nicole, I would risk it only because after Amira was evicted from the house, things changed enough to the point where the other alliances or the other alliance, I guess, is on shaky ground, but they're not in a position where you really have individual players who then have to start fighting fair. And I think that if you take out a large player like Nicole, because Nicole is one of the top manipulators and instigators in the game, especially considering she wasn't a part of the initial Girls Girls Alliance. So they were gonna be trying to take her out anyway. I think it's important to get Nicole out. And so yeah, if I were Taylor, I'd agree to it. Were you expecting the nominations for Monty that having put up Indy and Alyssa? Yeah. Same. Yeah, I was expecting that. Same. And do you believe Monty's speech that he told them they're not the target? Yeah, I believe that too. But pawns go home. Pawns do go home, which means, but he also said that it's time for them to fight. And because they're festive besties, only one of them has to really be good enough to carry the team at the end of the day. And from what I have seen Indy do when she does play, it's not like she's, you know, the first one out. So... I mean, I think she stands a chance of doing okay. Depending on what the competition is, I think that will be what determines how well they do. Because if it's something physical, I don't know. I I really don't know. Rumor has it, it's a timed event. Ooh. Okay, see. So I think that with a timed thing, as long as there's not too much miscommunication between them. I think they stand a chance of getting the veto. Or it could be an individual. Instead of with their besties, it could be individual. Right. But I just mean either way, I feel like as long as there's not too much miscommunication, if they do have to do it together, Mm -hmm. if they have to do it apart, who's to say? I don't think I can remember Alyssa in any game thus far. (laughs) Like, I don't know. She Has Alyssa had to compete? Because I can't think of anything. she competed in the first night. Mm -hmm. She hung on. Because they all did. Yeah, they all did. She hung up on there, but was the first one down. The lighter. She did the lighter thing, too. You're right. She did the HOH competitions, yes. Okay, okay, you're right. So, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Alyssa, she's she's in there, but she's mixed in the middle. And I feel like she stands, she does stand a chance. I feel like Indy, I've seen her play the, the jousting game. She did okay the first few times she did that. So, I think depending on what they have to, if they have to rely on each other, I think they stand a, a chance. Them individually, I don't know. Okay. Do you expect that we will see another backdoor situation happen again? I'm going to go with no, and I think Indy might be going home. Based on what is all up with this potential new comp, I think that Alyssa and Indy, I think it's going to take quite a bit for me to think that they're going to be able to make it happen. I think there, there is a chance. I'm, they're not down and out, but I I do think that based on how they have played in other comps, they're, one of them is probably going home. I don't think we're going to get to see Nicole, get Nicole and Taylor be put up on the block. So you don't think Taylor would go through with it if the opportunity presented itself? Well, that's a whole other thing because... I don't know if Taylor's willing to put herself out there like that. She said she's, to... she likes having that power. 
having that decision. She said that, but at the same time, she's already been a target. And then at that point, it will be earned. They had better be willing to stand up for Taylor and protect her from Nicole. Because I know that if she does decide to put Nicole on the block, that's it. Are you surprised that Nicole knows that she's the next target? No, not at all. Who do you think will win the power of veto? Do you think it'll be the festy besties of Monty, Joseph, Terrence, or Indian Alyssa, or another pair that gets selected to be in the power of veto competition? I'm hoping it's Indian Alyssa, but you know, who's to say? All right, manifesting Indian Alyssa, I like that. Now, if they are taken off the block, who would go up as the replacement nominees? Nicole and Taylor. Any final thoughts on this episode? I'm hoping that this is the segue to Nicole the Treacherous to be evicted from the house. I hope this is where this is going. And then I hope I start to see a game that is actually enjoyable to watch. This this episode is what gave me hope for that. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode, but I have a feeling I'm going to be very disappointed. So I guess we will find out when we tune in next time. But first. But first. Jasmine, as we were coming to do this oh, podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. Tell me what happened. I'm looking at the live feeds. <gasps> Today is currently Michael's birthday. Oh, they had a party snap. last night. Oh, snap. Libations were had. <gasps> Who hooked up? And it- apparently looking through the live feeds this morning. No. Somebody was in bed with Taylor. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. If it has to be anybody, please. I need it to either be Joseph. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's not been confirmed. I can't wait to see if this plays out in edits. Here's what I'm, I'm just going to say that. If you've not seen the live feeds or have subscribed to Paramount Plus. Do it. Plug. Slash worth it. Just do it. <laughs> do just do it. Also, or if you don't, if like just me, go on the go on Twitter. I was go gonna on, say, follow, if you're, follow us, Reality Ref. If you're like me, yes. If you're like me and you're like, okay, no, I cannot watch live feeds. Let me all tell the you, time. Back, baby. Oh yeah, if you can't watch live feeds all the time because they're on a whole different time zone, watch the live feeds, baby. They will get you right. Mm. If you liked this episode and any of our other episodes, please like, share, subscribe, and rate our podcast. You can follow us on Facebook slash Instagram at Reality Revelations Podcast or on Twitter at Reality Rev Pod or on TikTok Reality Revelations Pod. You can follow our own socials at I am Jasmine Dallachet on Instagram. And I am at Who is Mark Drum on all the socials. Well, with that being said, this is the end for now. Come back and tune in to our next episode of reality revelations where we discuss our revelations of reality tv specifically big brother bye everybody bye.